0: This past week I had the opportunity to go to Mundelein with Father Mano and take the seminarians out to dinner. So Father Mano's the vocations director. I'm one of the assistant vocations director. We do this every now and again. We take the seminarians out just to have a nice meal, to have some fellowship, to celebrate the upcoming ordinations, that sort of thing. So one of the seminarians had chosen a um, Japanese hibachi restaurant, you know, where they cook the food right in front of you. I love those. I was so excited to go. So, uh, you know, we're walking into this restaurant and first of all, it's kind of a strange scene, you know, to see six or seven guys dressed as priests walking into anywhere really, the music kind of stops and everybody looks at you. So we're walking into the restaurants and we're walking up to our table and there's kind of another table facing us and the guy at that table sees us And he just says, hey, wow, great to see you guys. I feel so blessed to be around so many priests. And I'll be honest with you, at this moment, I was very hungry. I just wanted to sit down and start the meal. You know, I just wanted to say hi and get moving. Father Mano, on the other hand, did the correct thing and and talked to this guy. So he started a conversation was um the guy ended up coming over to our table talking with us he was telling us about how his parents are missionaries were missionaries um how he loves the the church and all these sorts of things so it was a great connection so much so that after that guy's meal was done father Mano actually walked out to his car with him gave him a card so that he could stay in touch you know and and started this relationship with him and i thought wow that was great you know father Mano did the right thing there And he helped that guy out, or at least, you know, engaged with him. And then later in the meal, we're just having a good time, and the guy at the table behind us kind of looks over and calls out, hey, I'm buying the next round of sake. So we did not take him up on that, right? We didn't have a round of sake. But again, Father Mano took the time to actually go over and talk to that guy and engage with him. And by the end of his meal, he came over and said, you know, thank you, guys. It's good to see you. I feel blessed to be around you. All of those sorts of things. Father Mano gave him a card, too. And now, presumably, they have a relationship as well. So I took a great lesson from this, is my point, is that we always have to be open to the ways that Jesus Christ wants to work in our lives. Maybe just in ordinary ways, like we had in the restaurant, or maybe in extraordinary ways, like we see with Moses in the first reading. It says that Moses was just out tending his flock, taking care of his sheep or his goats or whatever he had. He was tending his flock, and then he sees something extraordinary. He sees a bush on fire, but it's not being consumed by the fire. And so he says to himself, I've got to go over and see this. I have to see what's happening. And then, of course, that great exchange between Moses and God. Thank goodness Moses didn't say, I'm too busy to check that out. Thank goodness Moses didn't say, you know what, I've got so much work to do. I've got so much going on. I can't spare any time to see what might be going on there. Rather, he goes there and he starts the conversation with God. He opens himself to that situation. He opens himself to hearing what God wants to do in that moment. And again, thank goodness he did, because something incredible happens. Moses says, okay, how am I supposed to go to the Egyptians? Who am I supposed to say sent me to you? And God says, tell them, I am sent you. God reveals his name as I am who am. It's a strange thing. It sounds strange to us. It's not really a name, it's more of a statement. But God reveals himself to Moses in that moment. God reveals his essence to Moses. God's essence is to exist. He is the one whose essence is to be. He is the all powerful, the almighty, the one who has existed. From all eternity. And God reveals that for the first time to humanity through Moses in that special moment. Thank goodness Moses didn't pass that situation by. Thank goodness he opened his heart, he started that conversation with God, and was open to what God wanted to do in that situation. God reveals himself as, I am. And by the way, Jesus Christ identifies himself with this statement later in the Gospels. Jesus Christ says, Amen, amen, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Jesus tells the people that he is God in that moment. And so what a great thing, again, that Moses was able to receive that beautiful proclamation from God. And we have to be similarly similarly attentive in our own lives, brothers and sisters, to the way that God wants to work. Again, maybe it's ordinary things. Maybe it's conversations that you have with friends or co-workers or families. Maybe it's extraordinary ways that God wants to do something big. But whatever it is, we always have to be willing to start that conversation with God and be open to the gifts that he wants to give us through this. And now if you're sitting there and thinking, Well, gosh, what are those moments? Where has God tried to work in my life? I can't think of any of those moments. Well, I I would suggest to you that your biggest burning bush moment in your life is whatever it is that's going on that you most wish wasn't happening. What's that thing in your life that you wish wasn't there? What's that problem that you have that you wish has already been taken care of? maybe the thing that scares you maybe the thing that you're angry about maybe some sin that you're dealing with what's that thing that you most wish wasn't in your life And again I would suggest to you that that is your burning bush that's where God wants you to encounter him and his love most potently that's where Jesus wants you to go to him and say Lord I open up this situation to you. I open up my heart to you. I wish it wasn't here. This is a big cross, this is difficult. Yet, I trust you. I surrender this situation to you. I know that you are God, you are perfect. Your plan for me is perfect. And I know that you have only allowed this thing in my life because you wanna bring something good out of it. And that's something that we always have to remember, brothers and sisters. God only allows suffering, he only allows difficulties, he only allows crosses in our lives if he wants to bring good out of them, if he wants to redeem them and sanctify us through them. And so think of it this way, what's the single most evil thing that's ever happened in the history of creation? God himself being put to death on the cross. God being murdered by his creation. That's the single most evil moment that's ever happened. What's the single greatest thing that's ever happened to humanity? Jesus Christ dying for us on the cross. In other words, it's through our crosses that God brings great good. God took that evil situation and brought the greatest good out of it, and he wants to do the same thing in all of our lives. So, in those places where you're suffering, where it's painful, where you're worried, afraid, where you're dealing with sin, give that to Jesus Christ. Surrender that to Him and be in conversation with Him. And He will reveal His plan to you. He will reveal how He wants to bring good out of that. How good it is that we are here today, brothers and sisters, to encounter Jesus Christ, not in a sign like the burning bush. But truly, substantially, in the Eucharist, Jesus Christ may present to us body, blood, soul, and divinity. The most intimate way we can encounter him while we are here on earth is at Mass. And as we receive the Eucharist today, let's open our hearts to him, surrender everything to him, especially those most painful places, and allow him to do his work. Let us continue to strive to be the good disciples he calls us to be and make the prayer of Jesus Christ our own. Father, not my will, but yours be done.